tell me that there's love here But to me it's flake Death with all the blood here Dealing with snakes Plus with all the hate It's hard to keep peace uh-huh. Thou shalt not steal But I will eat I tried doing good But good's not too good for me Misunderstood Why you chose the hood for me? Me, I'm a hype I just had to work hard at it With the grandma for answer And she told me that God had it So now here I am Confused and full of questions Am I born to lose Or is this just a lesson? And who is going to choose when it gets turned around? And will it be laying in my own blood and on the ground? My child, I watched you grow up and I've been there. Uh-huh. Even at those times you least expected it, I was there. Right. And look at what I've given you, a challenge around. I may not come when you call, but I'm always on time. Somebody's knocking, should I let them in? Lord, we're just starting. No, put down the guns and write a new rhyme. Get it all in due time. You'll do fine, just have faith, get you mine. And when you shine, it's gonna be a sight to behold. So don't fight to behold or lose sight when it's cold. See that light down the road? It's gonna guide you there. Two sets of footprints, I was right beside you there. But what about them times I only saw one? Those were the times when I was under the gun. It was then I carried you, my son. Led you to think. It just wasn't your time to face Hey, uh-huh. yo, a few of them times I thought you would erase me. When all you did was embrace me, prepared me for the worst. Offered me eternal life, scared me with the hurt and the curse. Turn to grace when the hurt turn to faith. No more running, sliding in the dirt, because I'm safe. Somebody's knocking, should I let them in? Lord, we're just starting, but where will it end? Somebody's knocking, should I let them from your man, I'm in your hand. What's your plan? Never had a friend, cause you couldn't trust a man. Learn to stand before I crawl. Things were twisted. And if you showed me anything at all, then I missed it. Looked the wrong way, uh-huh. I've done some wrong things. True. Kept the bad attitude, but that's what wrong brings. And now you mean to tell me that after all this time, it was you that kept the dog from going out of his mind? It was you that breathed life into my lungs when I was born? And it was you that let me know what was right from what was wrong? And it was you that let me do what I knew could be done? And it was you that gave me a good wife and a beautiful son And it's been you speaking to me inside my mind And it's been you who has forgiven time after time It was you who opened my eyes so I could see It was you shine so light on me What's up everybody? This is Logan's Movie Reviews, a special episode You just heard one of the greatest spiritual songs ever recorded in hip-hop history The Convo by DMX Logan, do the int- intro, and we will discuss this song. Yeah, and you know, this guy's stuff is so deep that I think we're going to have to do two shows and break it up because there's a lot to talk about in all these songs. And I didn't, you know, remember what a deep motherfucker this guy was. You know, we got all these mumble rappers today. They ain't saying shit. This motherfucker Fuck is... the new rappers. Look, I stopped <laughs> listening to hip-hop in 2005 there's not a guy out today that's a pimple on this man's ass. No one. Right. And I'm talking about the new. I'm not talking about the old school cats that are still around, like Nas, and so forth. I'm yeah, talking they, about they. the Drakes of the world, the Little Waynes of the world. Hell no, they cannot hold this man's jockstrap. Yeah, I mean Kendrick Lamar approaches it, but not even him. 
Kendrick and J. Cole are the only two cats today that they could have been stars in any era. Still, yeah, their yeah. stuff does not approach the... DMX was a street prophet. DMX was a spiritual man. DMX dealt with demons throughout his entire life, and he put yeah. it on wax. And we will discuss from each song why he stood out during an era where hip-hop was at its apex. Why he stood he, out. We will talk about that. And the convo, up, the first I mean, song... He, but, yeah, I was just gonna say you could argue that he picked up where Pac left off. Like see, he, he did, he he filled a void. He filled a void, and I'm glad you brought that up. Tupac died in 1996, and my heart was broken, and I didn't want to listen to hip hop anymore because when Pac died, you had all you had. It was the glitter era. You had the shiny suits era. You had Puffy and Mace and the Locks dressed up. And, 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 and they, they're dancing on stage. They, you even had Q-Tip, one of the greatest MCs of all time, come out with his solo, his first solo album, and he's in a shiny suit. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> then, then the song 4321 came out on LL Cool J's album, and this was the debut for the world to see DMX. And when he came out, when he came out roaring like a dog, I'm like, you know what? I can't wait till this guy comes out with an album. And then when he came out with his first album and the convo was on that first album, I'm like, this guy is Pac resurrected, but <laughs> yeah. on a different level. He's, he's, not a, he, he's not a copycat like Ja Rule no. was. Ja Rule right. was... Uh, Ja Rule was a hybrid of Tupac and DMX. He wanted to be DMX. Totally. He wanted, so he's up, right? But no, DMX was original, but with that Tupac energy. In the history and, of hip hop, in the history of hip hop, the two most charismatic figures in the history of, of hip hop are Tupac Shakur and Earl DMX Simmons. The two MCs with the greatest energy on stage in the history of hip hop was Tupac Shakur and Earl DMX Simmons. He, like you said, Logan, he picked up where Tupac left off after Tupac died in September of 96. And Absolutely. Started, yeah. It started with It's Dark and Hell is Hot, which debut album in May of 1998, number one. Number one on the, on the Billboard, and we're talking all genres, not just hip-hop, pop, rock. Country. He was the number one album, his debut album, and that album had a. It's, it's crazy. So, so let's talk about like who did the beats on these albums because like these All are right. some killer okay. beats. All right, now Swiss Beats and Irv Gotti are the most famous producers he used, but he used he used different he used different um and People. not so well known um producers and DJs on these records. Like the Convo, the first record we're talking about, Dame Grease, who's a well-respected uh, producer DJ, but not on the DJ premiere Pete Rock level as far as fame. Jazzy Jeff, not, not on that Grandmaster Flash, not on that level of a producer slash disc jockey DJ, DMX perfectly. And in this song, the Convo, which we'll talk about right now, was, man, uh, that album, the first album, 
Every song on that album is phenomenal. And you have on that album one hit after hit. And you have you, you have street songs. You have uh, songs that are uh, retrospective like this song. And this song, The Convo, he's dealing with, I, I want to be good, but I don't see the point. And it's him, basically it's him, Satan, versus God. And they're in a conversation. And the ending of that song, man, it's incredible. The words, the ending in the song. I mean, you, you, I'm just going to read it for you. And, yeah. and it was you that let me know what was right from what was wrong. And it was you that let me do what I knew what could be done. And it was you that gave me a good wife and a beautiful son. And it's been you speaking to me inside my mind. And it's been you who has forgiven me time after time. It was you who opened my eyes so I could see. And then he finishes it off only like DMX could. And it was you that shined your light on me. Unbelievable. Brother was. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to Earl DMX Simmons. No one since has brought that type of energy, brought that type of introspective to the hip-hop game. And like you said, Logan, he picked up where Pac left. And when it comes to putting your misery, putting your pain on wax, there's only, be, there's only three MCs in the history of hip-hop that did it with that flair and did it with that realism and did it with, with it's not being bullshit. And that was Tupac Shakur, Scarface from the Ghetto Boys, and Earl DMX Simmons. Incredible song and the perfect song to start the show off with because this is this will be an ongoing theme throughout his entire career and throughout his work is that he always had two, three, four songs on each album dealing with his battles between his demons and his love of God. Word up, man. Let's listen to the next one, okay? This is slipping. Oh, oh, and this, in my opinion, is the single greatest autobiographical song ever written and performed by any MC. Go ahead, big man. All right, here we go. I was just learning to stand without a 
I believe in first kid at seven, doing my first thing. Back on the scene at 14, real scheme to get more green than I'd ever seen in the dream. And by all means, I will be living high off the hog. And I never gave a fuck about much but my dog. That's the only motherfucker I'd head off in my last. Just another little nigga headed nowhere fast. Hey, yo, I'm slipping the ball.
actually happened to him in real life, and it's covered in his autobiography. His father left him when he was seven. His mother physically and mentally abused him to the point where he ran away. He was put in a group home, children's village. In the group home, he was in fight after fight. And he says in this song, this is exactly what group homes do. Group homes and institutions prepared my ass for jail. They put me in a situation forcing me to be a man when I was just learning to stand without a helping hand. These are deep-ass lyrics, and this is his life, and he's talking about it. And when he was 15 years old, Logan, he became addicted to crack when a guy he was oh, – oh, and I'm not even going to mention the bastard's name. There's a guy that was trying to bring him into the rap game, gave him marijuana laced with crack, and he became addicted to crack, and it's an addiction he fought for the next 35 years of his life, all right? This was uh, uh, this song right here brings it all out. And what I don't understand, Logan, is he talks about being high on the rock, but they edit they edit all versions. I don't understand this. But let the man speak on what happened to him. At the time that he came out, Logan, I was working in foster care, and I heard rumors that he was addicted to crack, and I didn't want to believe it. Until I heard this song a year later when it came out. No, actually it came out that year because this is off his second album, which came out. And now we talk about his accomplishments. In the history of music, there's only been two artists that had two number one songs in the same year. That was albums, not song. My bad. I'm celebrating DMX's life and I'm talking too fast. Anyway. In 1996, Tupac Shakur came out with All Eyes on Me, number one debut, and Machiavelli, The Seven Day uh, Theory, in November of 96, debuted at number one. That was a couple of months after he was murdered. The next guy to do it, DMX in 1998, and this is off his second album. And just incredible, incredible. Incredible, and this just is flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. Go ahead, Logan. Just, just the atmosphere that he creates with the beat. I mean, and then he goes in there and he just tells you a story, and he's not—he's not like touting himself. Like it's very unusual because here we're talking about a time when people were—I mean, Tupac wasn't either. Tupac, but most of the rappers were just like, you know, just bragging. You know, about their fucking, how, what a G they are and how they do shit. You know, like, Nas. Oh, man. You took, you took the but, words out of my mouth. In 1998, this is, a, the, this is why he blew up and he was loved by the streets and real music fans. In 1998, Jay-Z, Puffy, Mace, the list goes on and on. Right. Everybody was talking about Champagne. How many cars they owned, yeah. how many houses, jets. I mean, this shit's unrealistic, all right? You don't know. Even, even, right? even Pac got into it. I mean, let's face it. Like, even Pac got you know, into it, it, it. In All Eyes on Me, but when you got back to Machiavelli, his last album that he... Right. that he, uh, he got rid of it. He, he went back to his old style, and it was introspective, political, social commentary, right? And yeah, that's right. battle raps. You didn't hear that in... The second album, All Eyes on Me, 
you had a lot of materialistic shit that he threw out there. But he corrected himself with Machiavelli, The Seven Day Theory. Oh, but still, that was he, a great album, too. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter. DMX, he, he did it right. DMX, yeah. When DMX came out, he never did none of that shit. He didn't brag about, about houses and champagne and yeah. cars. No, he talked about relationships. He talked about his children. He talked about his wanting to be loved by God. He, about the failures of his uh, of his life, the failures of his marriage. He talked about all of that, and man, and, and he would write, and we will get to it later. He would write songs like Crime Story, where it it it, it would it would be reality based, but not really what happened, and it's, it was sort of like a crime novel, like a Donald Goins, and we'll get into one of those songs later. But this song here, Slipping, is the greatest autobiographical song I've ever heard any MC do. The only other songs on this level was uh, So Many Tears by Tupac, which yeah, was an incredible song. And I've Seen a Man Die by Scarface. Those songs, true stories, and it, it, when you hear it, the slip, every time I play slipping, I think 150 times the last three days, all right? My girl is tired. She's, she's hoping this shit is over after this show. I stopped playing DMX. I've been playing DMX since he died. Friday Friday morning, nonstop. I haven't even listened to my favorite podcast, all right? I've been watching my, my the, the Met games and the 76er games on mute while I'm listening to DMX, all right? I'm just, go, I'm just, I, I just can't get enough of this of this man. And when I would buy these albums... I would play these albums over and over again back in 98 and back in 99 and 2001 when it ever released. And Slipping Here is incredible. I did some coke. Now I'm ready to take something. Three years later, showing signs of stress. Didn't keep my hair cut or give a fuck how I dressed. He was basically homeless. And then he got yeah, a record that... deal. At, at the age of 22, he got a record deal, and he blew it by stabbing somebody. And he had to go away for a little while. But finally, and you know what? It's good that he came out when he did. Because he had, had he come out earlier, there would have been yeah. there would have been the comparisons with Tupac, and it might have killed his career. He came out at the And by the way. I don't know. He has such I, a different voice, really, though. I know, but, I mean, the, the, the bald head, the, 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 the no shirt. They, yeah. the, the record, uh, he might have gotten shit on by the industry. They might have shitted on him. He came out at the right time. Things happen for a reason. It, his God brought him out there at the right time. But oh, this song is just is just great. I love this. When he goes, uh, wasn't long before I hit rock bottom. Damn, look how that rock got him. That's the crack. <laughs> Open like a window, no more indo. Look at a video saying to myself, this could have been yo, because he's watching rap music videos on TV, and he's like, I'm more talented than these guys. What the fuck am I doing to myself? He cleans himself up, and man, this is incredible. At the end, when he goes, X, pay, P, it's like he's inhaling. This is the perfect song of from nothing to something. Just so, incredible, what, and I get goosebumps all the time listening to this. Go ahead, Logan. What is he doing? Is he like, is he doing all these albums completely sober? I do. I could. I don't know. I know a lot of MCs, 
and Pac and Biggie were perfect examples, used to have to get high before they recorded. Pac always, anybody that recorded with Tupac always said that he had to do a lot of weed and get in the studio, and that would help his creativity. And I believe the same thing with Biggie. I don't know about DMX, because when you look at him in 98 and 99, and you see him talking on TV, he doesn't look high. He doesn't look drunk. And remember, he's fighting an addiction. He's right. fighting a crack addiction. So any, anything, whether it's alcohol or, or marijuana, that will fuck with lead him. to it. Yeah. It's going to lead him back to it. So I don't believe so, but I could be corrected. And um, at the end of the show, I'm going to do a bunch of shout-outs to, to people that have been waiting for this episode. And they can hit us up on Twitter and tell us their stories. Because a lot of these people knew about DMX and a few of them had the opportunity to meet DMX and maybe would have known him back then. So, in my opinion, from from what I remember, I don't think so. Because I don't think he would have been able to uh, be on his run. But he would would get back to doing dirt and messing up his own life, which would lead to the end of his career. But at this point in time, 1998, he is the biggest rapper on the planet in the quickest time. No one ever became number one this quick ever that I could recall. At January 1st, 1998, he wasn't even a blip on the radar. By January 1st, 1999, he's one of, probably one of the five biggest acts in the world. Yeah, he's insane. All right, let's Unreal. go to this next one here. And this is a very controversial song, and we will talk about it. After we listen, what these bitches mm-hmm. want. We, we, we will not say the B or the N word on the show, out of respect <laughs> to women and my brothers out there. But we will, we will, we will what go over the lyrics. Want. All right, yeah. yeah. These B, what these B's want from an N. Go ahead. Yeah. What these bitches want from a nigga? What these bitches want from a nigga? Mm-hmm. What these bitches want from a nigga? I meet bitches, discreet bitches, street bitches, slash, cocoa puff, sweet bitches, make you wanna eat bitches, but not me. Y'all niggas eat off the plate all you want, but not D. Uh, I fuck with these hoes from a distance. The instant they start to catch feelings, I start to steal in they shit. And I'm out just like a thief in the night. I sink my teeth in the bite. You think your life, I'm thinking more like, what's up tonight? Come on, ma, you know I got a wife. And even though that pussy pet, I'm not gonna jeopardize my life. Right? So what is it you want from a nigga? What? I gave you, you gave me. Bitch, I blazed you, you blazed me. Nothing more, nothing less. But you at my door, willing to confess that it's the best you ever tested. Right. Better than all the rest. I'm like, alright, girlfriend. Hold up. I gave you what you gave me, boo. Enough. Linda, Felicia, Dawn, LaShawn, Inez, and Alicia, Teresa, Monica, Sharon, Nikki, Lisa, Veronica, Karen, Nikki, Cookie. Well, I met her in an ice cream parlor. 
Tanya, Diane, Laureen, Carla, Marina, Selena, Katrina, Sabrina, about three Kims, Latoya, Tina, Shelly, Bridget, Kathy, Rashida, Kelly, Nicole, Angel, Juanita, Stacy, Tracy, Rhonda and Rhonda, Donna, Yolanda, Tawana and Wanda. We're all treated daily, but yet still, but this is all some other shit that I don't fucking with you here. But I'ma keep it real. What the fuck you want from a nigga? What the fuck you want from a nigga? Nostradamus. Today, what he is, what he, this this song was released in 2000, and this was on his third album. And once again, and I hate to make the comparisons, but look, when you're great, you're great. And we're talking about two of the all-time greats in the history of of music. Only two artists had three number one albums debut in an 18-month period, and that's Tupac Shakur and Earl DMX Simmons. This was his third album, and then there was X. And this is a song that he recorded with Cisco, and Cisco was blazing hot at this time, Logan, because you remember he had that dong, the dong, dong, dong. All right, so this is the perfect guy to do a duet with, and it's because today, what do you see on Instagram? What do you see on TikTok? TikTok, 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 toe. What do you see on OnlyFans? Women selling their asses. You got a lot of prostitutes out there pretending to be good girls. And this song is about those type of women trying to sleep with DMX because he's this huge star. No, I remember when I made a joke and a girl wouldn't laugh, right? As he said, yeah, now if I fart, you're going to laugh. This is an incredible song 20 years ahead of its time. 
but he's also saying like, yeah, I'm, I'll fuck you, but that's it. You yeah, know? but that's it. That's how he's going to treat. He's going to treat them like a prostitute. He's going to sleep them with, with them and then toss them to the side because he knows. <laughs> he knows. But besides that, he knows because you know DMX was a womanizer his entire run on top of on, on top of the charts, and unfortunately, we'll tell the truth like it is. He cheated on his wife, his ex-wife, many a time. This was, that was his childhood sweetheart, Tashira Simmons. She stuck with him through all the arrests, through, 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 through all the, the unfaithfulness, throughout everything, throughout, throughout the, 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 the drug addiction, the alcohol addiction. She was his rock, and she always took him back until finally in 2010, 2011, I believe, she finally said, enough is enough. And she filed for divorce, and she finally left him. He cheated on her a million times. And you know what? He was brutally honest on his records. This is a record where he's married to her, and he's talking about, all I want is to do you. I ain't doing anything else because I got a wife. Because he's talking about they want him to go up in her in um, raw. No, I'm not trying to get you pregnant, and I'm not trying to give my wife anything either. He's treating them like prostitutes and like, Oh, can I? What can I get? Hey, I blazed you. You blazed me. <laughs> right. <laughs> this and another thing that's unfortunate that he was so real, Logan. That if he came out today, they would try and cancel him right away, and he probably wouldn't get a record deal today. Even though you got that's a lot insane. of clowns out there, you got a lot of clowns out there who claim to be MCs. They're not, and they're mumbling about drugs and all this other bullshit, right? But they're not talking reality. This man is talking reality. I'm going to come up with these two clowns that are on the top of the game right now, Rick Ross and Drake, all right? I give them credit because they they, they, they they sound good. Rick Ross has a great flow, but he's full of shit. He's not real. This is a dude that every fucking song, he's a Don, he's a drug lord. The man was a correction officer, right? He was never a drug dealer. Right, get that bullshit out of here. As far as Drake goes, DMX wrote everything he ever did in his life. Every song DMX ever did, he wrote. Ain't nobody else could could, could write about his life like him. Meanwhile, we all know that Drake is the king of having ghostwriters. No, no, get the fuck out of here. But yeah, I mean, he's like the monkeys. You know, he's (laughs) he's the monkeys of hip hop. Yes, yes. I mean, he came from a show. He was like a fucking TV star, right? He was an actor before he was a rapper. Yes, he was yeah, on Degrassi High. Sorry, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably, the, the Illuminati probably put him out there, right? Huh? Go well, out there and be the fake to hip-hop, right? Fuck out of here. Yeah, look, I mean, he has, he's a talented guy. He's got his own way of doing it. He, and another, he, I think he, him and Kanye, like, single-handedly changed the face of hip-hop. So, but Kanye's talented. Uh, no, uh, 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 Kanye is an incredible producer and a tremendous MC. And until he got with that 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 bitch out there, and yes, she is a bitch, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> he was he was a genius. She sucked all his talent out of him. All right. It was the from her mouth. It was with her because <laughs> the minute he got with her, little by little. His career went tumbling down, and his mind went to hell, right? But before that, he was an incredible talent. So I cannot – he's made a lot of great music. I'm not putting him on that Drake level. Drake 
is a fucking clown, an idiot, and a fraud, just like no, Rick Ross. I, I don't mean it like I was just saying that they they moved hip hop into a different like oh, sound yes. trajectory. Yes, like, I I agree with you. I I agree with you on that point. And you got to put Lil Wayne there too. Lil Wayne, the king of mumble rappers. Lil Wayne came out, and that's when the mumble rap bullshit began. So I yeah, like now, so many people, people are there, trying to imitate all of they like so many Drake imitators now, and so many Kanye imitators. I, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. listen to the current product unless Kendrick or J Cole does something, or Nas comes out with a with, with, with a new CD. Then, then I listen. But as far as these new cats, if I bumped into them in the street, <laughs> I wouldn't recognize them. I wouldn't know who the hell they were. Um, so in this, so basically that's what this song is about. And you see, because he goes bling blinging, all that jewelry, girl. I bought it, but you can't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And once line, again, before we go on, we go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Logan. No, I was saying that line is like I used to tell jokes and people and women didn't laugh. That's that's just too funny, man. That's once great. again, he's he he's. Calling back on his real life. There's nothing phony about DMX <laughs> when he does his music. This is real life. This is real. And you know he probably got into a million arguments with his wife when shit came out. Like, how you gonna tell? How you gonna tell the world you cheated on me? Come on, baby. Hey, you know I love song. you. <laughs> no, and and all those names, dude. Like this dude fucked a lot oh, of girls. I want to get to. I want. I want to get to that. At this when this record came out. I was dating three girls at this time. I was dating three young ladies, not girls. They were three young ladies. I was involved with three young ladies, and, and fuck all three of them. It wasn't like they were my. They were my. None of them were my girlfriend. Girlfriend. They were three women I was dating on a regular. Like every other. Like like I would date one girl on a Friday night, and a, fe- the, a, a different female the following night, and then the next week I would date another one because they were dating other people. I was dating these three women. And yes, we were having personal matters, right? <laughs> what did Bill Clinton say about Monica Lewinsky? He didn't have what? Uh, uh, what was that term? What was that term? I I was having that with these three young ladies, but none of us, none of those three ladies were considered my girlfriend, and I wasn't considered their their boyfriend. And one girl was named Yolanda. <laughs> one girl was named Tina. And one girl was named Tracy. So when this song came out, every time that part comes, we go, there was Yolanda. And if the, their days, I just start la- howling in laughter. Howling in laughter. I'm like, damn, this dude is mentioning the three women I'm dating right now. <laughs> it so perfectly in the song. Like, it just shows you how great a writer and he you is. Know, but... You know that these are women he dealt with because he goes, about three Kims. <laughs> yeah. So great. Oh man. All right, let's go on to a oh, this is an incredible song. Here we go again. Go ahead, big man. Do your thing. It is not a fucking game. Fuck me, nigga. No, it's fuck I can't me. get the shorty to try to help him understand. Uh, Hit him with work to show. That's my little man. Uh. 
He asked a few questions about the game and I told him And when he made a bad move, it was my place to show him Never told him nothing wrong, kept it fair Didn't listen, so I might as well have been talking to the air Everybody makes mistakes, a mistake is aight But if it ain't, I'ma tell you straight, time to say goodnight Nobody likes to be played, regardless of the relationship But Shorty's fucking up big time, I hate this shit I'm caught in the middle of having love for a little nigga You know it was expected of me as a real nigga My next move is crucial, what do I do? How do I keep it real with Shorty and my crew? Didn't want to kill him, so instead of putting a Mac on him I did the only thing I could do, turn my back on him Here we go again
called Never Die Alone. Donald Goins was an incredible writer, and this was a Donald Goins type uh, song. This is not not based on what happened to him in real life. This is DMX showing that he's an incredible storyteller, storyteller on the same level as a Nas or a Biggie. This song, Logan, reminds me of uh, Somebody's Gotta Die by Biggie, which is, in my opinion, the greatest crime story ever put on wax. And when the, the, the song ends, Logan, where he accidentally murders his rival's daughter, and you hear the, 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 the baby crying while she's dying at the end of the song. This song is incredible because basically he's playing Russian roulette with this kid, right? He goes, click. Ah, oh, you feeling lucky, right? Click, click, click. You feeling, and then the final click, you hear the gunshot. Incredible song. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, this song was just, we got time. Another atmosphere, atmospheric song. All his songs, like, they create an atmosphere. And, like, you're inside of it and you're inside of his thing. And you can't think about anything else except what he's saying. Like, you're just, <laughs> you're just, like, aura. focused in on it. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah, like, he, you, you're, you're not going to be able to listen to this song, like, just half listen to it. it, it but although you can, too. That's what's No, you can't. It. You can't. You got it. You got to hear the whole thing because what's the gunshot at the end? It's got to be, he, 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 he's got plotted. He's got the, the first part of the song is he talks. He's a drug lord, right? The, the, the song is about a drug lord who has a young man working for him, and the young man right. keeps fucking up. The young man keeps fucking up. All right, so he's got to let the kid go. Now, usually in that situation, like he says in the game, I'd have to kill him. But since I know his people and I owe his people a favor, I'm going to give him $1,000 and tell him to go away and get out of here before I change my mind. And he says, you know what, I think I might have fucked up. I should have got rid of him right then and there, but I know his people. I'm going to let him slide, right? He starts working for the competition, the young man. And so now he's got no choice but to kill the young man. He brings him in. He puts one bullet in the cha- chamber. And, man, when you hear this, you're like, is, is he playing Russian roulette? Click. Oh, you're lucky. Click, 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 click. And then the sixth click, he, he, he shoots him in the head and kills him. Unreal. That's just master storytelling by a master MC by one of the greatest of all time. Absolutely. And and that's just something he just came up with. Now, is there a yeah, video this, for that? No, no. This song was never released. There's, wow. There, there, some of these songs that we'll be talking about were never released. Um, The songs we've talked about so far. Were all released except no, the convo was never released, and I want to. The, the, the convo was never released, and this is criminal, Logan. Back then, there was so much misogyny and 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 um, ignorance on Hot ninety seven in New York City, the hip hop station at that time, and all the other hip hop stations throughout the United States. It was like the government was in cahoots with the record companies. And the TV and radio stations, the, the corporations that ran television and radio, because songs like The Convo were never put on regular radio airplay or released. 
The con- imagine if he released songs like the Convo, and there will be another song we talk about on the show that 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 he did, where it was a conversation between him and God. Imagine DMX reached millions of people, millions bought his albums. He had fans in every urban area, and he had he had fans. Oh, he he all through all races, Asian, white, Hispanic. It wasn't just blacks. All right. Imagine oh, yeah. if he they released the genre. He transcended sure. hip hop. Yes. Imagine if those songs had been released and played on the radio, and now like, wow, TMX is into God. Maybe I should. Maybe maybe I should read the Bible. Maybe maybe I should follow his lead because people were already looking up to him. But no, they 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 were released the songs like "Get at Me, Dog" and and um. I'm gonna lose my mind up in here. Up and they, they re- released those songs, great songs. But you you need to even it out. They didn't even it out. Slipping was the only song that they released, and Slipping to this day, people that don't know about the songs that we're talking about today, go to Slipping as their favorite DMX song because it was real, and it's because something they can relate to. And the and the and the struggle between good and evil is something everybody can relate to. Absolutely, man, and it's it's just a it's a good story. It it has a beginning, middle, and end. You're right. You got to listen to the whole thing, but it has a catchy fucking hook. Here so. we go again. Yeah. Now, like, are they, are they bumping this in the club? Are they bumping this in a club? No, this was never released. Well, what do you mean by never released? Explain that. It was never released as a single. This is an album cut. Oh, I got you. You know, That's, like like so it was released what, as what an these, album. What these bees, what these bees want, was released as a single. Slipping was released as a single. Here we go again. Was never released, and this you can't play this song in the club. DMX did not make club music. DMX well, made. He had made a couple songs. We'll get to them. Yeah, but I'm saying yeah, but I'm saying on the normal. Right. On, on the regular, his were grimy, his were grimy street tales. He, it wasn't made like Tupac. Yep. And I, I, I and and I, and I apologize to the fans listening. I keep bringing up Tupac, but I I got to compare the two because the two they're comparable. They're on Dude, the I same level. At the beginning, man, he picked up yeah. where the guy left off. So it's, Tupac didn't gotta... make club music. Tupac didn't nope. make club music. He made street stories. And this is what this guy did. He made street stories, but it made you think. When you listen to the lyrics. I mean, the the beat will the beat will catch you first, but then when you listen to what he's saying, he could be doing "Here We Go Again" a cappella, and it would rip you. It would rip your guts. Think, wow. Yeah, and another thing, I don't know if DMX ever was like a freestyle or anything, right? He never yes, did anything like yes. that. Yes, yes, oh, he, he was. He could do free. Yes, when he did the Hard Knock Life tour. In 1999, there's a documentary on it, and him and Jay-Z would, on the regular, backstage, battle each other uh, with, with a you know friendly game of freestyle. Word. You mean like insulting each other, or just who could rhyme No, I better? mean, that, it would be playful. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be uh, uh, going like a, below the belt. Like, he wouldn't call Jay-Z a uh, Joe Camel lookalike or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he calls himself that, so it doesn't matter. But it's self-deprecating. That's the thing about rap is like very few, like you know, Nas did it, um, Pac did it, and yeah, and, well, and Nas he, did it with his gap too, with his, with his gap too. Yeah, but 
with um, DMX is a true MC, so he could battle anybody. And you will see coming up the very next song. This is a battle song, and this is the greatest song he ever he ever did. This type, Flippin' right. is his greatest song. But what's my name, man? This is DMX unfiltered. This is DMX raw and uncooked. Okay, here we go. This is the fucking shit I be talking about. Yeah. Half rapping ass motherfuckers. You think it's a game? You think it's a fucking game? Come on. Uh, 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 uh. Come on. What y'all really want? Uh, 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 uh. What y'all really want? Uh, 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 uh. Come on, God. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. What's my name? DMX and I.
If it wasn't for his personal issues, he would have been an incredible action. If he hadn't, if, if, that's what, a couple years later, a few years later, I think around 2002, 2003. You know, he, he like, he, he, um, he took out like the first part of Ja Rule and then he was finished off by 50 Cent, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. He was finished off by uh by 50 Cent. <laughs> so then uh so let's so what do you want to talk anything more about this song? No, no, no. This was just this is on the same level as Hit 'em Up. Right. When it comes to this record. And 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 ether, when it comes to uh, hit uh, disc records in hip hop history, it's on that level. If Ja Rule came back with a disc record, I don't remember. All I know, he was out there shaking his ass on stage with Ashanti. <laughs> what I do without my baby? <laughs> Cause baby, yeah, I remember that shit. I never, I really never liked him, and he used to cut, tie. Tie that kerchief on his head, like yeah, you know, that like, that was a total Tupac ripoff. That motherfucker, get your own style, get your own style, motherfucker. That's why it was right. easy for Fifty to finish off his career, cause you know he was he was dealing with a fraud, and he and he put the fraud out the pasture. Okay, let's play this next. Let one me tell here. you a real quick, real quick Jaru story, and we get to the next. Oh song. yeah, go ahead. Three years ago, I'm walking through Soho on Canal Street. And there's Ja Rule, and you know how, Logan, you know how crowded Canal Street gets around 5, 6 o'clock in the afternoon, early evening. You know how packed it is. So it's packed. And Ja Rule is walking towards me with one of his friends. There's a lot of people there. I was the only one that recognized. Ja Rule's younger than me. Ja Rule, I think Ja Rule's younger than than me. How tall? Oh, he about... He 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 about uh an inch shorter than both of us. We're both about five six. He about five five. No shit, he's a small guy, huh? Yeah. So, so he walks past me, and I turn around and I, I I watch to see if anybody else would recognize him. He no one stopped him. No one asked him for an autograph. I'm like, look at this motherfucker. Nobody knows this fucking loser. Until the day DMX died, he couldn't walk down a block in New York and not be mobbed. Even though he hadn't had a record in 15 years. <laughs> All right, man. That's hilarious. So let's get this next one here. This is Angel. Right? That's the one you want to do, right? Yeah, yeah. Featuring, featuring the great soul singer, Regina Bell. All right, here we go. What good is it for a man to gain the world yet lose his own soul in the process? You're all right with him. Said you're all right. 
I'm having difficulty saving myself, behaving myself. You told me what to do, and I do it. But every now and then, it gets a little harder to go through it. Losing friends, day by day. I'm in so much pain when I'm here, Lord. Please take me away. I put you here to do a job, and your work ain't done. To live is to suffer, but you're still my son. And there will be a time when you shine as bright as the stars. But there won't be a his or hers, just ours. Then you see what I've been trying to show you all these years. Do the right thing, and after the tears, come the cheers. I will, my Lord, with my heart and my soul. It's gonna be how I roll from now until I'm old. Please not follow to take away the sorrow. I'ma sleep on what you said and holler back tomorrow. What you've given me, I'm thankful, sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, I'm grateful. You gave us power in our words, so I think before I speak, and that way when I speak, they know I'm here to teach. Can't tell them what's wrong, cause I love them too much. I reach a lot of people, and Lord, I'm loving the touch. But deep inside, I got something that's working against me. Everything I know is right, what I know makes sense. That's when you must fight hard, if you've ever fought before. What you got going on inside you is a war between good and evil. Be careful of those who want to be you. They smile, but are not really happy when they see you. Be careful of the ones that always want to get you high. It's when the time comes, that one will let you die. Listen to me, I'm here, but I can only help you if you want me to help. What do you want for yourself? Behavior, but instead, take what's in my heart and put it in my head. See, I guess I really never knew how proud I made you. My life is yours, my soul I gave. You. I don't know if I'll do good enough. And we both know the hood is rough. Sometimes I don't know what to do. But I know what I gotta do. You keep giving me the word, and I'll put it to song. Talk to me, I talk to them, and we can't go wrong. This is the start of something strong. This is just the start of it. Praises to you, my love, but let me be a part of it. I was at that, been there, did that, became ashamed, so I hid that. But I ain't no longer with that. Use me as an example. If I can do it, then they can too. With the Lord behind us, there ain't nothing that we can't do.
once again, this is basically a sequel to the convo. Once again, it's a conversation that DMX is having with God. He's trying to battle his demons, and God is trying to comfort him and tell him, look, I'm by your side, and I'm going to make sure you get through it. And he gives him advice, and it's eerie. One of the what does he say here? This is really eerie when he says, "Be careful of those who want to be you. They smile but are not really happy when they see you. Be careful of the ones that always want to get you high, because when the time comes, that one will let you die." Damn. <laughs> Damn. Damn. So so deep, man. man. It's like he's giving some deep. real wisdom. This was a deep brother. Oh my God, you know, my Lord, my Savior, don't judge my behavior, but instead takes what take what's in my heart and put it in my head. See, I guess I really never knew how proud I made you. My life, my life is yours. My soul, I gave you. Now, there was a point in time, and this was like 2009, 2010, I believe, off the top of my head, that he was seriously considering becoming a minister, and he was a deacon one time at a church, but. Unfortunately, his personal demons got in the way, and he never did become an ordained minister. DMX, had he not been an MC, had he decided to become a minister, would have been an incredible minister if he could have controlled his demons because he he felt it. He felt it. He would have oh, yeah. moved a lot of people as a minister because he would have believed in to... what he was saying. And when you believe, when when someone believes like a Malcolm X. When someone believes in their teachings and in their spirit, spirituality, thousands and millions of followers. He would have been an incredible minister. He was the closest thing, I think, to like a preacher rapper, you know, like uh, because he, he, he put so much theology into his stuff, man. I mean, he's almost like a Christian rapper. Now, they credit Kanye and falsely so. They credit Kanye as as the first mainstream rapper to bring God and Jesus into hip hop. No, oh come on, DMX did it many years ago. No, Kanye gets the credit because of Jesus Walks and other songs like that, right? It's because they didn't release DMX's stuff. This song should have been released. This song wasn't released as a single. It was an album cut. Only those diehard DMX fans like I was. And the like ones that I'll be shouting out, like you were, and the ones that will be shouting out late at the end of the program, they knew about this song. They knew, they knew but not everybody listened to the album. And people were buying singles and, you know, uh, listening to the radio. Maybe they couldn't afford to buy a CD. CDs were, were expensive back in the day. It's not like today you pay nine ninety nine a month and get 8 billion songs for nine ninety nine all over the world. Back then, a CD... Depending on where you live, with fourteen, fifteen, ninety-nine, all right. So many a time, people that couldn't afford it would just listen to the radio, right? This is pre, this is pre Napster. This is pre uh, uh, listening to music on the radio. This is pre smartphone, all right. Everything was radio or a CD that you bought. Couldn't buy the CD. You were you were a slave to what the radio stations were playing, and well, they, also- they didn't release these songs. Remember that? Remember, like in Harlem, where the dudes would come with the fucking duplicated CD with the Xerox 
you know, a cover and shit. I, I sold those off. at my job. I, I, made, I had a CD duplicate. I had a CD duplicator where you duplicate one CD to another. And I used to make mix CDs and stuff and sell them at my job. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I used to sell them. <laughs> I, when I was a when I was a young MC, I used to go down to Harlem just to pick up the instrumentals because you guys. You go down One Twenty Fifth Street, the One Twenty Fifth right. Strip from Fifth Avenue all the way down to Amsterdam Avenue, and you would have vendors on every block selling those bootleg CDs. Yeah, and they would always have all the instrumentals that. Of the of the music yeah. that was just yeah. out there, yeah. and I used to get that rap on it, man. It was yeah, yeah awesome. then you could rap over it. Yeah, they, right. they, that was that was all. They don't have. They still sell CDs on those on those blocks, but not new stuff. It's usually old school stuff, uh, and and, and predominantly old soul and R and B uh, uh, CDs that they sell, where they duplicate. Um, and now it's much easier to do, but no, it's online. Yeah, it's like yeah, everything's it. online. Yeah, and and man, this this is a deep song. Regina Bell. Another thing I love about DMX is that he was a true student of soul music, because Definitely. he had on throughout his albums he had duets with Faith Evans, Mary J. Blige, Regina Bell, who who's on this song Angel, Stephanie Mills, and the legendary Patti LaBelle. He wouldn't just have some studio chick or music dubbed in, he'd have them come in the studio and sing while he rapped. And this is an example of it. And Regina Bell at this point in time had become a gospel singer. So it was the perfect woman to sing. Oh, so they sang this together, huh? Yeah, he, he didn't do though. DMX like track believed on track. In, no, no. He didn't believe in that shit. He believed in being in the studio with the performer. Because he so wanted he to vibe. perform this one live? There's a song we'll talk about later that he did perform live with the person that, that he did it, and it was a concert I attended. It was the last concert I ever saw DMX at. We'll talk about that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about I mean, that soon. This, I mean, think about this song, like, in a stadium. It would just be incredible. Oh, wait, I forgot to mention um, 1999 Woodstock, because we're past, we're past that point right now. He was the best performer at the 30th anniversary of the 1969 Woodstock at the 1999 Woodstock where I think it was 400,000 people out there. He got on the stage and he tore the place to shreds with his performance. Incredible performance. This is an MC. You had rock and country acts on the and pop acts on the show and he blew everybody away. His, cause you know why? Cause he's a musical genius. He's like people under, you know, they, He's underrated as a musical and genius. It's, it's his energy. You know, we always make, we do the boxing podcast, so I always make boxing analogies. DMX was the hip-hop equivalent of Aaron Pryor. I never saw a fighter with more energy than Aaron Pryor. First time Logan and I ever did a, a fight of Aaron Pryor, Logan watched him for the first time, and, and Logan was like, he's the greatest fight I ever saw. This is the greatest fight. He's the greatest fight I ever saw. Arid Pryor had boundless energy. And I make this comparison because DMX had boundless energy. Aaron Pryor had boundless energy. And the only reason that they lost, not on a stage, not in the studio, not in the ring, but to the crack pipe. They both, both were attracted it. to it. Uh, yes. they, they yes. just, you know what it is? It's like when you have somebody with that much energy and then they get – they get this this uh, this drug that gives them like 
supercharges them, it's just so addicting for them, you know. I can understand that. It's just because they're it's already going in the direction they go. They're already energetic. They're al- they they're get- already high on they're already high on a plane. I right. got you. And so then they get this thing and it's just like it just kicks it up a notch. They don't realize that the come down is just fucking insane. And so they just keep going at it, but like you know, for the first couple times, I'm sure they just felt like, my God, I could do anything, you know? That's yeah, what there, crack there does to you. Allegedly, there were times where Aaron Pryor fought high on crack. And while he didn't lose, he it, it, it could have been real dangerous had he not been such an incredible boxer. And um, I'm sure there was times DMX went on stage high. The, the two times I saw him, he wasn't. I, there's no way in the world he could have did what he did. Being high, I mean, he was just incredible, and we'll talk about that later. Let's get to the next song, "Who We Be," another controversial song that, if it came out today, motherfuckers would be their panties would pee in an uproar. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Uh, yeah. Another one of those. This is for my nigga Q. Down to earth, going peace, baby. You know how we roll. There's so many that don't know. This is out to my nigga Q. Rest in peace, baby. What they don't know is the bullshit, the drama, the guns, the armor, the city, the farmer, the babies, the mama, the projects, the drugs, the children, the thugs, the tears, the hugs, the love, the stars, the funerals, the wakes, the churches. The heartbroken muffins, it happens too often The problems, the things we use to solve them Yonkers, the Bronx, Brooklyn, Harlem The hurt, the pain, the dirt, the rain The jerk, the fame, the work, the game The friends, the foes, the bends, the hoes The studios, the shows, comes and it goes The jealousy, the envy, the phony, the friendly The one that gave them the slugs, the one that put them in me The stakes, the grass
love him, I hate him, wish God I didn't have him, but I'm glad that he made him, the roaches, the rats, the strays, the cats, the guns, lives, and bats, every time I scrap, the hustling, the dealing, the robbing, the stealing, the shit, it's the stealing, little boy with no feeling, the frustration, rage, trapped inside a cage, the beatings till the age, I carried it 12 days, somebody stop me, somebody come and get me, little did I know, that the law was riding with me, the dark, the light, my heart, the fight, the wrong, the right, it's gone, I Because that so he got shit some, came straight from 
So Diamond Dallas Page got some money out of Jay Z for that shit. <laughs> it, 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 it's the undisclosed amount. Yeah, because Jay Z stole it. Word. Remember when, uh, when 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 Diamond Dallas Page would do the diamond insignia with yeah. with, with his finger? Yeah. Uh, a few months later, Jay Z with the with the Rockefeller came started using that symbol. He doesn't use it anymore. Now you know why. Wow, that's fucking funny, dude. And for those yeah, well, who yeah. don't believe me. Google Jay-Z Diamond Dallas Page, and you'll see that it was an out-of-court settlement for an undisclosed amount, right? Wasn't there, like, uh, a rough, un- uh, rough Riders coming into WCW at some point? No, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was the Master P crew. The oh, No the Limit. Master P, that's right. Yeah, that's it was right. the No, 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 no Limit. That's Yeah, forget about it. <laughs> That's what I remember now. Yeah, I remember they showed up, and it was like, it was pretty lame. Uh, but anyway. Um, and then also in this song, he talks about the beatings he received as a child. Uncred- my mother, my father, I love them, I hate them. Wish God I didn't have them, but I'm glad that he made them. The roaches, the rats, the strays, the cats, the guns, knives, and bats. Every time we scrap, the hustling, the dealing, the robbing, the stealing about his life and this is real shit this is this is no made up uh rick ross story ja rule story this is shit that he was exposed to this was shit that he went through and that he found a way to overcome now look dmx's story is an incredible story this man overcame child abuse he overcame uh being abused in the foster care system in, in a group home setting, he was homeless. He was addicted to crack. He went he to jail. Was, he was he was prison, and to become one of the five biggest stars on the planet in nineteen between nineteen ninety eight and two thousand and one. That's called determination, self determination. That's called drive. That's called. Intestinal fortitude, and that's called hunger. And I'm going to make this point. I always love to compare hip-hop and boxing because those are the two genres, those are the two fields that you have to be hungry, you have to be starving to succeed. All right? Manny Pacquiao eating garbage out of a garbage can as a little boy to become one of the most famous fighters in the history of the sport. DMX, teenager homeless. Addicted to crack. He was starving by the time he was able to get on the microphone and show the world how great he was to the point where he became the top of the genre. That's, that, that, that just shows you, you got to be hungry. You can't be sleeping in silk sheets and having a maid and thinking you can become a rapper. Because you see all these sons rappers, Master P's kids, right? They were all walking around in silk suits. They're not, they're not going to, they don't have the hunger. You have to be yeah. hungry. You gotta be fucking hungry, man. That's why whenever I write rhymes, I, I always write them when I haven't don't have like a lot of food in my stomach. Cause if I <laughs> if I if I eat like a nice meal and I try to write a rhyme, all I can think of like you might fall asleep on top of the paper. <laughs> that's what happens. Literally, like I have to actually starve myself. That's so funny you said, it. and it's funny because I went right from boxing because I was boxing amateur. And then I went into rap from there, and so like and, I saw, and you know, and you know from your days, your days as an amateur boxer, the best 
other ones. That's Riddick yeah. Bowe is the perfect example of a guy that when he was hungry was incredible. But like Eddie Fudge said, he knew it was over when after he became heavyweight champion of the world, he put a fridge in his bedroom. <laughs> that he was, was no longer hungry. There you go. Yeah, once you got that, you're done. I mean, that's the thing. It's like it, it just nothing nothing you can do to get it back, man. It's not it's not like Rocky with the eyes. No, of the because tiger. once you lose a step, it's a wrap, right? Yeah. And in hip hop, you don't necessarily lose the step when it comes to your flow, but once you're out the public side, like when DMX disappeared for three, four years, and then he tried to make a comeback, the genre's moved on. His style is now considered passe. Unfortunate, right. that's what happened. You, when you're not in the limelight, people forget about you, and when you come back, like, oh shit, he's still around. It happens, unfortunately. Yeah, you can't just take you. You can't no. just take time off like that. You have to fucking be prolific. Well, we, with his, with in his case, he was in and out of prison, so it wasn't like he was able to record record. By the time he was freed, so what was he was in prison for tax evasion or something? He was in prison for tax evasion and child and uh, child support payments that he like damn it, damn near a million dollars, I think half a million, four, between four to five hundred thousand dollars in child support payments that he hadn't paid up, and he had to go to prison. I think six months for that and a year for a tax evasion. And it was probably because he was spending money on drugs. Uh, but right, let right. me tell you something. And now we're gonna get now we're gonna get to the politics at hand when it comes to the music industry. How the fuck did this man sell over seventy four million records worldwide for Def Jam Records? And in two thousand six, Jay Z's the president of Def Jam at this time. Jay Z tells DMX that he owes Def Jam $12 million. And Demon's like, what the fuck? I made all this money because... They paid for his advertising. And you know what DMX said? They pay for everything. Road expenses, everything comes out of your record sales. You're basically a slave. You are. And in 1999, when his third album was coming out, he was on 106 and Park. And you guys can YouTube this. Click this on YouTube. And they asked him on 106 and Park, why is he unhappy? Why is he unhappy with Def Jam? And he's like, for Christmas, I got a new car. It was supposed to be a Christmas gift. Then my accountant told me that the car was paid with with my um with his royalties. Without his acknowledgement, without his permission. <laughs> yeah, just so you keep up the image, but they charged no. him for it. They did all of this, charging him back and all this, and then they tell him in 2006, well, you can't, you can't leave us. You still owe us $12 million. And um, Jay-Z let him out and forgave the debt. think Jay-Z was being generous. I think DMX probably had to turn his ass. <laughs> and, you yeah, know, you're, Jay-Z you're right. being a street dude is like, you know, I'm you know, going to just cross this off. I'm going to forgive this debt. Go ahead, D. Do your thing. <laughs> you knew it was bullshit, too. And that's the thing. Like, that's... And the thing is, he died broke. The man but that's died the music... broke, and that's criminal. But that's the music business, man. Like, I mean, most of these fucking cats don't, you know, they, you think they're making a lot of money. I mean, maybe now when they're, 
you know, figured out a way to get get around this shit. Well, but back then, I think they, they they make more money now because a lot of people are able to distribute their own music because yeah. of, because because of the internet. All right, um, and because they can stream their own shit. All right, they right. don't need a record company to do that. But back in the days of the records and the cassettes and then the CDs. Oh, you do anything to get a deal, man. Right, That's right. The and they sign these slave deals, and they're using your money to print the record. They're using right. your money for the tour bus. They're using your money for the hotel room. They're using your money to pay other artists. Right. Everything. Everything comes out of you, and they, they just... I mean, basically, they pay for nothing. It's all out of your purse. Oh, they get and then they make a ton of profit. They owe him. They make all he the profit. They owed him. He owed them twelve million dollars. That was ridiculous, and that was a crime. Well, what's the, funny the president is, of Def Jam, the president of Def Jam before Jay Z was a, a guy named Liar Cohen. He has the perfect first name because he's a fucking liar. And Russell Simmons, the 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 co the the finagler. The co-conspirator of Liar Cohen, right, was too busy running around molesting little boys and girls to uh, make sure his artists were getting paid. And now he's in Dubai, a fugitive from justice. I mean, get the fuck out of here. I know, man. That guy was, like, so respected, and now he's just, like, running away. He was up, and then what he said uh, about 10 years ago, well, we should have done more to help DMX when he was having difficulty. No, motherfucker, you were too busy running around chasing little girls and boys and stealing from the from 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 his record from his royalties. Get the hell out of here, man! And now and with the masters, because they still owe his masters and all the streaming that's been done since he died, they're raking in millions off his death. These these devil bastards. Yeah, these bloodsuckers. That's what I was gonna say. They also own your music, so you can't huh. even fucking perform it. I mean, it's like, that's fucked up. Like, could he, so he couldn't even do a show of his own music without these motherfuckers? I I last saw him in 2003. I would have saw him again, but I don't remember him ever having another tour after 2003. Yeah, he just kind of disappeared, man. It's weird. Well, it was, he was having his drug problems and the problems with the law, you know, so he didn't have the time. And then when finally, the last few years, when he was around, he's done a few records, but, you know, the pandemic happened, and he spent a lot of time with his children. The last few years of his life, he spent with all his children. The, I mean, it's, it's criminal what happened to him, how he died, because if you watch videos of the last two, three years of his life, he was having a ball. Absolutely. Um, well, so so what do you think? Um, we'll talk about his death. Um, after yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. Let's get let's get to the to the next song. This is my favorite DMX song of all time. I love this song. And while uh, Logan is playing it, I'm gonna be shaking my ass. Go ahead. When I'm when I'm nothing. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. You know it's real. More real life. You know it's real. From the dog. You know. You know it's real. Uh-huh. You know it's real. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Shit is always real, baby. Forever. 
never My people say they got love for the dog ride They holler like, what up dog? Alright, cause no matter what streets to the dog's life And I'm the type of dog gonna go all night So cats think that it's a game that we're playing here You keep thinking it's a joke, I ain't playing here Fuck around if you want, I leave band there to what? Go where? Shit, I'm staying here. This whole motherfucking rap shit is all mine. Just thought I'd let you go one more time. Shit, I ain't say nothing when it was your time. Next nigga smack, cause ain't no sunshine. And you can't fall like you when the rain hits. That's a nigga X on the same shit. And if you wanna see how fucked up the game gets, watch what they do when you waste shit. What you I wanna hug, shit I might be just tryna pick something up Can I get an autograph man, what the fuck? Is the love gonna be the same when We start to realize that the game is Even me, will I have the same friends? Even when I ain't got the same bands What about when the dough get low? Should I peep money from the get-go? Disappear, ain't got a picture. yo Now you know it's that bullshit, yo Can't forget all them fake love you bitches Take them to the room when the fuck you bitches to the mall when I touch you bitches uh-huh. Listen, I got a wife, I don't trust you bitches
once again with the Watts. He, he throws the Watts in just perfect. Tell me what? Tell me what? Tell me. <laughs> By the way, the original, he got the original singer from the sample that he used. The original song was What You Gonna Do Without, What You Gonna Do With My Lovin' by the incredible Stephanie Mills. Stephanie Mills, New York native, who rose to fame as a teenager in the 1970s. Remember the Broadway show that became a movie, The Wiz? She played Dorothy, and that started her career. And she had an incredible career as a singer. And her first major hit was in 1980, the song What You Gonna Do With My Lovin', a massive disco hit. They used the sample, and once again, DMX brings. He's a, he's a soul. He, he's a soul music fan, huge fan. He brings Stephanie Mills to the studio to do this song with him. And the last time I saw him, and shout out to my buddy on Twitter, Storm Jenkins, journalist. She covered it that night, and it's funny because 18 years later, I'm talking about it on Twitter, and she's like, Robert. I attended that show. I covered it. And she showed me a ticket stub and the article she wrote. And I'm like, wow. And she agreed with me. When DMX brought Stephanie Mills to the stage, the place went apeshit. She remembered the same thing I did. And Stephanie and DMX tore the house down with this song. It was incredible. And the young lady I was dating at the time was like, oh, shit. She used to play Dorothy. I said, yeah, uh, duh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she was more than just Dorothy, baby. She was a huge singer, a great singer, Stephanie Mills. And this song, Logan, is about, and it's funny because we were talking about the rise and fall of DMX right before this song. This song is about what you're going to do when I'm nothing. You know, when I'm on top. Everybody wants to be with me. Women want to screw me. Uh, what he called. Got a wife. You know <laughs> so, um, but when I'm nothing, are you going to treat me the same? And it's funny that he asked that question. Here again, DMX being Nostradamus. The last few years of his life, whenever he was in the public, People would stop him, pictures with him, and he would talk to people. People loved him because of his energy and because they knew he was a real person. He wasn't a fraud. I love, I love, what is that? Walk through the mall, want to touch you, bees. Listen, I got a wife. I don't trust you, bees. <laughs> this is great. Even though, oh, even though he did cheat on his wife. <laughs> but... But no, but uh, of course, it's inferred in this, and oh, I love one of the, when, when he sounds just, he's got a huge Tupac vibe when he goes, holla at the boy if you know the truth. I love that part, he sounds just like pocket that part, I love it. Uh, all right, so my favorite, my favorite DMX song of all time, and it talks about the trials and tribulations of being on top, and then once you fall, when I fall, what does he say? Uh, when the shit is gone, where you going to be? When I look no more, what you going to see? Shit, a motherfucker looking hungry, and even then, is you going to love me? 
DMX, we still loved you, and we love you more after you have died. What's the song where he's talking to the devil? Isn't there a song where he that, talks to the devil? Uh, it's not on. It's not on this. I know. I, man, my man, my, I, I've been listening to so much DMX, so much DMX the last few days. I, I don't. I, there's a song. I just forgot the name of it. Yeah, like I remember it. It very, might be. I, it might be Damien. It might be the song Damien. It might be that. Song. Okay. Yeah, because I remember that song was real deep too. Like he's because he talks to God and then he talks to the devil. It's fucking Any, anything dealing with his demons. And God, it's him fighting his spirituality and trying to bring it to the light. And no MC did it better. Sorry, Kanye. No MC rapped about the Lord and spirituality than Earl Simmons. Yeah, and no, and and nobody did it. Nobody did it with more manliness, right? I mean, it's like. Kanye is kind of like a little boy compared to this guy, you know. Um, and and um, that's a great segue to the next song. You talking about manliness, and I'll have some I'll have some thoughts about uh, hip hop and masculinity after we talk about this song in today's world. Go ahead. Where right. where the hood at? Where the hood at? Hey yo, your niggas must. You got your fucking mind Yo, Thinking yeah. y'all can't pull another motherfucker Rabbit out the hat Nigga, I ain't gotta trip up my motherfucking feet This bitch ass nigga Fuck that nigga, nigga That nigga think I'm doing this shit And I'm doing nothing Oh my God, y'all you can't be serious With a nigga like me D to the M to the X Last I heard that niggas was having sex With the same sex I show no love to homo thug Empty out below the homo thug How you gonna explain fucking a man Even if it's watch the beef I ain't touching your head I don't fuck with chumps For those that been to jail That's the cat with the Kool-Aid on his lips and pumps I don't fuck with niggas that think they broad Only know how to be one way That's the dog I know how to get down Know how to Fuck very little, but I know how to fight. fight. I know how to chase a cat up in a tree. Man, I gave that nigga some business for fucking with me. And she crazy. Where the hood, where the hood, where the hood at? Had that nigga in the truck, where the wood at? All that niggas acting up, where the wood at? You better bust that if you don't pull that. Where the hood, where the hood, where the hood at? Had that nigga in the truck, where the wood at? All that niggas acting up, where the Now, don't ask me how, know the 
But listen to this. This year, Nas finally wins his first Grammy. And by the way, DMX never won a Grammy. That's criminal, all right? Nas didn't win his first not, a Grammy till last month, all right? Criminal, right? He wins his first Grammy, okay? After he does a song on stage with Little Nas X and DMX died, died the other day. And doing, in between Nas winning his first Grammy and DMX dying, Little Nas X comes out with a video where he's being sodomized by the devil. They want to rip DMX and say that he, he was a homophobic. You can't have it both ways. Because you've, you've got this homosexual rapper who's out there flaunting. He's got uh, sneakers with uh, the devil symbol. What you call, blood. What you call that devil? No, but besides the blood, uh, what you call that, that, that symbol? The pentagram. The, it's called, the pentagram. See? Early signs of dementia, um, listeners. Sorry. Early signs of dementia. He's got the pentagram in real blood. Blood is somebody. His own blood. I don't know. Inside these sneakers. Who want the fuck to buy these sneakers? You have to be a crackhead to buy these sneakers. All right? The man is not talented. He's pushing an agenda. So when they want to say, and there's, there's lyrics. These lyrics are raw in this song, Where the Hood At. I mean... He talks about masturbating and then jerking off in your face. <laughs> wait, 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 where, where is it? Wait, oh my God! Wait, was with the? Wait, was? <laughs> oh man! Um, I don't know who he was talking about and where the hood at. I'm sure he was uh, beefing with somebody. I don't know. Here it is. Hold, hold my D while he's essing it. Motherfucker, you, don't you know you'll never come near me? Shove your head up your ass. Have you seen his shit clearly? <laughs> oh, I beat my dick and bust off in your eyes so you can see me coming. Oh, man, the lyricist. <laughs> Unfucking real, man. So, I say this to say, they are criticizing, since he died, they're criticizing his lyrics. He's an alpha male. If you saw where he came from, he was in prison most of his young life, okay? He was in prison, he's from the street, and he's from the 80s and 90s, all right? He grew up in the 80s and 90s. Anybody who grew up in that time, and Logan and I have are both from New York in the 80s and 90s, like DMX was, know when you're an alpha male and dealing with what he did, let me tell you something. If DMX had any, if DMX had been feminine, had been of the homosexual persuasion, he would have died a long time ago. He couldn't have survived what he survived. And so this is from his perspective. We all have to respect your perspectives, all right? If you can have this kid get sodomized by the devil in a music video and sell devil-worshipping sneakers, then you can listen to a man talking about <laughs> And you know what? <laughs> Let me just say this, too. When you're, when you're a guy who grows up in a group home, yes. you don't know how, how many times he's probably somebody tried to molest his motherfucking exactly. ass. Exactly. So- and 
in correctional youth correctional facilities and in prison because he was in prison at he was in a in, in, in real prison as a young man. So yeah, he and he's a good looking guy. Every and he's a good looking dude. So he had to fight for his ass every day of the week. So of course you're gonna have this anger towards homosexuals <laughs> if throughout your entire childhood while in group homes and You're and, dodging and dicks. <laughs> you're dodging you're dodging you're dodging dudes trying to rape you. Exactly. And like People don't they, they don't figure that into you know obviously you're gonna just lump all homosexuals into like the same you know boat as rapists basically he's just basically saying fuck you rapists get away from me I mean that's what he's saying now your sexuality is your choice I've got no problem with you being a homosexual but do not try to shove it down me or my children's throats I don't want to <laughs> and, and both lit both. Literally and figuratively, right? Don't do hey, that. The same way, the same is true for heterosexuals, right? If you're like too heterosexual, like in my face too, I don't want to see it. <laughs> and there are there have been some sex scenes the last few years on cable television that need. You know what? You didn't need that. Well, they didn't. there's no need for that shit. Why? That's just nasty. And I'm talking about both heterosexual and homosexual. I don't need to see the shit, right? Right? I don't. Uh, if she ain't me along. I don't want to see it. <laughs> so what's your what's your opinion of wet ass pussy that that's that song? It's a whack song. It's, yeah. it's a horrible it's song. Not, it's not even a good song. You know what's the best thing about that song? Meg. That's it. That's it. That's the best. Yeah, her, just just her, her, her body. Her the way she looks. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Whatever's coming out of because Cardi B's an ugly broad, but uh. I was going to, I didn't say the other B word, but Cardi B is not attractive, but Megan is beautiful. She's got a perfect body. Yes, she's beautiful, but the the lyrics to that song, pure gar- it's garbage. It's garbage. It sells because of the wording, but when you listen to it, lyrically, it's a pile of shit. Now, uh, but are you in generally like what do you think of Megan Stallion stuff aside from that? She hasn't impressed me. She's a beautiful girl. But just that, just sex. her beauty impresses you, but not her rap style. The only female rapper in the last fifteen years that has impressed me with a lyrical style was Nicki Minaj. Nicki can really rap. All right. She can flow her ass off. All these other chicks are Nikki wannabes, Meg, Cardi B, a Doja Cat. All these other chicks that come out, they all look the same. They're thick with big booties and pretty faces, but they don't they don't bring anything to the table lyrically. They don't. Nikki yeah, correct models, her asshole. They're models first and rappers second. Is what you're saying? Like it's they, almost they, like they, 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 they're eye candy and. Right. And that's what's selling right now, and and that's what the music business has come to now. It's gimmicks. It's not about yeah. artistry. It's it's gimmickry. But I think I mean I feel like that song she did like um, with Beyonce did a remix of. That's a pretty decent song, like the Savage. Yeah, um, with the Savage remix because of Beyonce. The original eh, is mixed. But right. the remix with Beyonce's a much better, and that's the song she won the Grammy for. Right, that shit's good. Like that's objectively 
So yeah, because you put you put an all time great on a record and it made it better. She's yet to have a record by herself that right. is credible. Yeah, she's not. She's got that shit like body yadi 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 yadi. Stupid. Gimmickry. It's just you know it's a. It's it's something the kids could chant over and over again. Body yadi yadi. No, what it is is it it spawns a dance on TikTok that everybody has to try to do. It's all about that kind of shit. It's like. It's like. And also, like you learn this dance. Her her uh, her booty shake has been huge the last couple of years because. You see, it twerking. Everybody's twerking because of her. She brought twerking back. Twerking was a huge thing 10 years ago. And then she comes onto stage and she's mastered it. And so now you have these twerking challenges. That's all because of her. Uh, she's a pop culture icon because how she looks and because she's innovative with ways. But it's not because of her music. Yeah, it's not. It's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. But, uh, but in any case... Uh, that's where we're at. And what's, what's funny as shit is that the women, they're as crude as the guys were in the 90s. Now they're crude as fuck, too. You know, like, they're cruder. They're, they're cruder now than the men today. The men today are tame compared to the women. Oh, they're pussies. Yeah, they're nothing. Yeah. There's no DMXs today. There's no Tupac. There's no biggies coming out with, I mean, off the top of the head, some cra- some crazy shit about doing things with women sexually, you don't hear none of that today. Nah, dude, because now it's all the Me Too shit, you know. They, like, you, I don't know if you could even put out a song like Scandalous. But, but, the, women, but the women can do it. The men can't. And, and right. you, could be a homose- you could be a homosexual getting sodomized by the devil in the music video. Oh, I could, the, the kids could watch that. Right? But let it be the other way around. Let it be a, 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 a dude doing it to a woman in a devil costume. And, oh, my God. Take away that's his record one. deal. Well, that's another one is that this Nas X guy, right? He comes out with this country song, and he blows up with that shit. But I still, I mean, that song's I, you know, it's like, whatever. I, I don't, I, it's because this is perfect marketing. When that song came out, he came out the closet. And And much to the chagrin of all these country motherfuckers that liked him. <laughs> they, they were trying they were trying to say that's not a country song. Oh no, no. That's not that's a hip hop song. That's not a country song. Right. No, no, no. We have nothing to do with him. <laughs> but they liked him at first, dude. He was like I think until he, he was, came uh, until he came out the closet. Yeah, then he came out of the closet and they're like, Oh no, no. They, like now, if you try to play but, that shit, like, but it it it, it, it like, worked for him, and I believe he's an agent of the government, and I believe he's put there. There's too many signs showing. And once again, a year ago he performs with Nas. This year Nas gets a Grammy. The kid gets sodomized by the devil on a music video, and DMX dies all within the same month. I I don't know. Call it a coincidence. <laughs> I don't. Know. I love it. it. Don't make sense I love to it. me. Well, you know what's interesting? There's always been this kind of weird homosexual rumors going around around rappers. Remember, Dre, everyone thought Dre might be gay a little bit or something. I remember uh, there, the, like, the biggest the biggest was Puff Daddy. Okay. And I'm about, and he, I'm about to shit on him, and it's got nothing to do with sexuality because I give a fuck. Earlier this week, he made a statement saying that record companies need to pay the artists. 
Puff Daddy, Sean Combs, has robbed every single one of his artists since 1993. He's what the, the Don, fuck are you talking about? He's the Don King of rap, right? You goddamn hypocrite. <laughs> you have Black Rob, one of his former artists. I remember is in the hospital. He was awesome. He was great. He's in the hospital. He's in the hospital on his deathbed. Right? Why don't you go pay for that man's expenses? Right? Why don't you help the family? Give him, give his family some of the money you stole from him. <laughs> Jeez, man, that's fucked up. Talk about what he did to Black Rob, though. Well, he, 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 he I don't want to spend time on, on. This is a celebration of DMX's life. Okay, but, okay, forget. Um, Let's let's pray for Black Rob. Hopefully, it's very dire. If you see the videos of him in the hospital, he doesn't have much longer to live. It's sad what's happened to him, and he's broke. And Puffy robbed him of his royalties and of his masters when he was with Bad Boy. And I'm gonna leave it like that. We got one more song to play in the celebration of the legend, and it's one of the great. Anthems of all time There's no need to talk about what this song's about Um So we're going to play it at the end Of the episode I want to do the shout outs Now and then we're going to finish the show With X going to give it to you Alright I want to shout out the following people Um and these are all Huge DMX fans And man I bonded with them the last few days Since before DMX died. Oh, and I want to bring up one more thing, Logan. The last Tupac DMX analogy. Tupac was shot on September 7th in Las Vegas. He died September 13th, six days later. On the seventh day, he died. DMX went into a coma April 3rd. He died April 9th. On the seventh day, he died. Whoa. That's crazy. It's incredible. It's crazy. It's crazy. The irony of irony. Yeah, and like, I, what was Machiavelli's seven day theory? Like, that shit there was you crazy. Go. Oh, I wonder if there's a number seven involved with one of DMS, DMX records. By the way, DMX, the first artist in the history of music, not hip hop, music, to have his first five albums debut at number one. Now, other artists have done it since Eminem. Other artists, but DMX was the first. The first artist whose first five albums was at number one. Uh, Tupac didn't do it. Tupac didn't have a number one album to his third album. Okay? Uh, Biggie, Biggie's first two albums were number one, but he died after his second album was released. Um, and all these other rock and roll groups like the Rolling Stones and the Beatles, they didn't have their first five albums debut at number one. DMX did. And that is a testament to his genius and to his greatness. And forever, may he rest in peace. A genius, one of a kind. No one, and I mean no one, will ever duplicate that type of energy, that type of aura. The man... The man had Muhammad Ali, the rock-type charisma. All right, Only one other person in hip-hop history had it. That's Tupac. He would walk in the room, and all eyes would be on DMX. That's hard to do. He's got something that they can't teach in acting school. They can't teach 
in in music in in, in music school or in the studio, and that's natural charisma, and that comes from within, and he's got it, and he had it, and um, I'm hoping he's up there in heaven playing dominoes with my because that's the only rapper my father ever liked. My father hated hip hop music. Whenever I was in his car and I put on hip hop, turn that shit off. But one time, I'm watching, this is 1999, and I'm watching a DMX video. It might have been the slipping video. And my father walks through the living room, and he looks at DMX, and he goes, Rob, that motherfucker's real. Said, what do you mean? I can tell that's a real motherfucker. I like that motherfucker. I said, Pop, you don't even know who that is. I don't care. That's a real motherfucker. <laughs> that's fucking funny. Now, let's talk about... <clears throat> How this guy died, do we know? At first, they said it was drug overdose. Now, they're claiming a possible drug overdose. There's also rumors, and I don't want to start anything, all right, because I don't have any proof. But a family member came out and said that he took the COVID vaccine a few days before he wound up in a coma. So I don't know. I don't know. That's a rumor, okay? I don't know how this man was loving life. And he looked like he had stayed sober for, for several years. And he has a drug overdose that gets him into a coma. I don't understand it. At first they said a drug overdose. Now it's a possible drug overdose. The listeners out there, reach reach out to me on Twitter, uh, Robert Silver 5768 and let me know if you know anything about a toxicology report, anything, if anything's come through to confirm if there was drugs in his system at the time of his death. Because if there weren't drugs in his system, something's up. All right? And I'm going to leave it at that, and I'm going to do the shout-outs. This is a celebration of his life, right? I don't want to yeah, get into any I, – I did get into conspiracy theory, though, because uh, little Nas X might be, might be the one to connect the dots. But we'll, we'll get to the shout-outs well, now. Well, before, before you do the shout-outs, one more question. What the yeah. fuck did he do from 2003 till now? Like, what was he doing? He he had two albums. 2006 was his last album with Def Jam. I mean, That's the one. Yeah. Uh, and 2012, I think, was the very last, the only album he did independently. Like I said, he's been in and out of prison, in and out of rehab. He's had a lot of... He moved to Arizona to try to get away from the the trials and tribulations of New York. You know, but you know, you could leave New York, but your problems are, are, are coming with you. That baggage is not staying behind. Right? He had a lot of demons he had to overcome. And it looked like he had. It looked like he was beating them down until his unfortunate death. And he died. He's younger than me. He's younger than my father when my father died. I just like, man, it hurts just to think how this man who brought so much joy to people's lives died the way he did. Yeah, we, so so he was. I mean, he was he wasn't making any music like in the last five years, right? There is, there is. He did, he did make, he did do an incredible song. You know, and we talked about Rick Ross. He did a song with Rick Ross for the Godfather of Harlem soundtrack, and it's the title song of Godfather Harlem. I'll tell you the name of the song right now because it's on my DMX playlist, and he's incredible. He blows away Rick Ross in that song. He just blows 
Rick Ross away. But in the opening of the show, they don't play DMX's verse. They only play Rick Ross's verse. Right. That's yeah. Because I remember that. That's like his. Uh, that's like the. I guess they they um, have a relationship with him or whatever. But uh, Rick Ross and you know I was I was thinking about Scarface too. They he's very similar to DMX in terms of their way they rap. Yes, because Scarface, like DMX, is a reality-based rapper. He talk, and, and Scarface has been very vocal about the attempted suicides he had young. He's brought it up in his music. The hard life he, he grew up in Houston, Texas, he had it hard. He had, he had a rough upbringing. Talk about being hungry. So, and he, like I said, he puts it in his in his music. And Scarface was battling death last year he was damn near had kidney failure off of having covid wow so so uh, yeah and then when they did that song smile you know him and uh Tupac. that's a great song uh, oh that's a great song that's <laughs> that would have been greatest like hip-hop, that's one of the greatest hip-hop duets of all time yeah, and like that's kind of how it would be if Tupac ever did a song with DMX. I feel like it would kind of be on that level. If DMX ever did a song similar to a Smile type song, imagine if they would have done a song like Tupac's Pain or, yeah. or DMX's Slippin', where you put them two together with them. Man, that would have been incredible. They, you 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 need you need a you need a money machine to make more money. <laughs> and, Every once in a while, I, I remember picking up like a bootleg where somebody had put them together, you know, on some. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't like those. I don't like those. I don't like those. They do it all mashups. I don't like those mashups. I, I don't like yeah. those. I don't like that because you know what? It, it doesn't. It doesn't work. Well, they take like a verse that Tupac did for another song yeah, and then put it. No. If it's not done creatively together at the same time where they're vibing off each other, I, yeah. I, I don't recognize. All yeah, right, let me get to the shout-out, because we, we've done it. over two hours, man. And we got through the whole show. We thought it'd be a two-part. No, but we will be doing more DMX. Next week, we'll be reviewing Exit Wounds. And the week after, we will be reviewing Never Die Alone. This is a celebration. April, on Logan's Movie Reviews, is the DMX Celebration Month. We'll be celebrating his life. And today, we reviewed 10 songs of his. That are must listens. Um, I'm gonna ask Logan to put both my DMX Apple Music playlist in the description of the notes when when it gets posted, and I will once again post it on Twitter so people can listen to it. 44 songs on the DMX um, playlist and the 10 songs that review tonight. I want to shout out J Baby is Malik, who's known as King Leak FBE. My sister Portia from Toronto, uh, 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 beautiful soul, and she took his death hard, and I just want to shout her out. I want to shout out Shwana, another huge DMX fan who took his death real hard. Storm Jenkins, who was there the night that I saw DMX the last night. She covered it as a journalist. And And that was 2003. That was September of 2003. I believe September 15th, 2003. Early signs of dementia might be a day or two off. Um, My brother, Big Malcolm, up on Twitter. 
um the 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 very the very political and and hilarity Joanna uh she's gunning my Birkin on Twitter my man Dred who's known as Factual Opinion dude young dude he's only twenty seven twenty eight but he knows his history he knows his music history he's not one of these young adults that go on hearsay he studies and and he'll ask dudes like me, older cats, what I remember about that time. And then he comes to a conclusion. He just doesn't read a book. Oh, oh, Jay-Z was the king. DMX was bullshit. No, no. He he sees the bigger picture. Derek Ashamwe, my brother Derek, shout out to you. Shout out to Shao J. Loves God more. Sister from Chicago, intelligent sister. She, she, she a, a music lover, television lover, movie lover, very intelligent young woman. Uh, my man, Michael Angel, Big Head 729, up-and-coming comedian from Saginaw, Michigan, comedian macho. What's up, my brother? And a, a New York City brother like us, Ahmad, he's known as Mad NYC. Shout out to all of you. I want to shout out a couple of programs that have shouted us out. Um, Hip Hop Now, a podcast hosted by my brother Vegas World Inc. and my brother Tony uh, Stone. They do a weekly podcast on today's hip hop and the history of hip hop. And they have on their, uh, they recently re-released a podcast they did not talk about irony. DMX died April 9th, um, Logan. April 8th of last year, they recorded a podcast about DMX's iconic and historic 1998. Talk about the universe just working in a weird way. They did a podcast. They re-released that podcast and it's available Hip Hop Now or This Day in Hip Hop. And my brothers from the This Week in Culture and Shop Talk podcast, that's Jay Johnson uh, and, and Dane. And um, Shop Talk Podcast is the best podcast when it comes to talking about black culture during the week and hip-hop news. And This Week in Culture reviews the is the best movie and show review. I mean, they're better than us, Logan. Uh, we can learn a few things from them cats. These cats break down a movie. They dissect it. They 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 take the body parts like operation and they connect it back together. <laughs> so shout out to all those brothers and shout out to everybody that listened. Let me know um Twitter what you thought of the show. Robert Silver five seven six eight. Uh Logan, what's your uh Twitter Twitter handle again? Uh Logan from the Future. Logan from the Future. Let us know what you think. Um, Logan, all you got to do, because they want to hear this right away, the beginning of the show, bring the bring when you bring me in finally, and the what's, what was the, the song that, uh, Where the Hood At? You just got to fix those two parts as soon as you can and then post it, because people are, they're tweeting me now saying, is it going to be up in the morning? <laughs> it will be. I'm going to have it done yeah. by the morning. All right. Um, perfect. Because I'm up, I'm up tonight. So, all right. Um, yeah. We got it. I'm going to play this last song here. X is going to give it to you. And one Silverman, have a good night, dude.
Oh, before we before we go, Logan, make sure you put the the playlist. Um, I text you both yeah. playlists. Just put it in the description for, for 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 the listeners so they can listen to the genius at DMX. And for those people that have never heard his music, that have gone by what the media has said about him, listen to the music first. You're gonna learn something. And yeah, I would bet, I would bet half of my bank account that you will love at least eighty percent of his music. Right? How, how can That's you how not confident. like it? How can you not this, like it, man? This man is one of the all-time greats. I've got him number six all-time. I'm not a hip-hop historian of from what I like, but if you want to put him, I would not argue if you put him anywhere from one to five. He was that great. He was that deep. And as far as lyrics go, you could make a you could you you could make an argument, Logan, that he's the greatest songwriter greatest. in hip-hop. Yeah. You could make an argument. He's up there with pocket Nas. Yes, and he's definitely there, man. And uh, we'll we'll um, we'll be looking at his movies and seeing what kind of actor he is too. So check that out. We'll be back soon, man. All right, here goes the last song. One silver piece, man. Peace out, brother. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Don't get it twisted, this rap shit is mine, motherfucker, a fucking game, fuck what you heard, it's what you hearing, it's what you hearing, it's what you hearing, listen, it's what you hearing, listen, it's what you hearing, listen, X gon' give it to ya, fuck wait for you to get it on your own, X gon' deliver to ya, knock knock, open up the door to spill, if the not stop, pop out the stainless steel, so hard getting busy with it, such a good heart that I make the motherfucker wonder if you did it. Damn right, can I do it again? Cause yeah. I am like, so I got to win. Break bread with the enemy. No matter how many caps I break bread, when I break, who you sending me? Yeah. You motherfuckers never want to know what your life saved. Bitch, and that's on a life day. I'm getting down, down, like a nigga said, freeze. So won't be the one ending up on a day, bitch, please. If the only thing you can't steal was came out the place, stay out my way, motherfucker. Too much for too long. Don't give up, you're too strong.
Give it to me. 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 Give it to